Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim, shifting you into higher consciousness, the show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, special interviews with inspiring guests, intuitive readings, channeled messages from beyond, including celebrities, hot topics to expand your awareness, and time for questions from the audience. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. Hey, everybody. It's episode 24 of Talk, Purpose, and Truth podcast, and it is a magical day, 11-11. Oh, that's so cool. It's perfect for Devin. Right. Mm-hmm. We have our, our special guest that aligns very well with 11-11. So first, I wanted to mention that we are now aligned with the Imperfectly Perfect campaign. They originated in Australia, and they're coming over to the U.S. now. And it's all about changing the stigma around mental health issues. So there's no shame in talking about your feelings and being messy. Right, exactly. So look for them on social media. And it is 11-11, so I wanted to shout out, I wanted to shout out that I have a book coming out with Susie Augustine called Inspirational Influencers, Transforming Challenges into Confidence and Success. It's available today for the first time on Amazon. And we have 25 authors all telling stories of inspiration, triumph over tragedy, and living by example. So make sure that you check that out. Congratulations, Kim. Thanks. I'm excited. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to introduce uh, to you a a really great guest, Devin DeVasquez. I'm going to read a little bit about her first. She's an actress, an author, a model, a producer, and an entrepreneur. Um, She, for years, her image was as a pinup model. She was a Playboy centerfold. And... Years later, she became um, actually an actress, and a, in a progression from modeling, it led her to acting in films such as Can't Buy Me Love, love that one, mm-hmm. Society, and A Low Down Dirty Shame. Later in the, her career, uh, she took to producing her own video. Um, the, it's called The Best of Devon, and a photo book, Living in a Blonde World, over the past few years. She was flattered to learn that many teenage girls had been named after her uh, from a $100,000 spokesmodel win on Star Search. Ah, that's amazing. <laughs> and I think that was 1985? 1985? Actually, it was 1986. 1986? Okay, close. I used to okay. watch that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we watched it and we yeah. didn't know. Yeah. Okay, so... She's got several books out now that she might want to talk about. There's one in particular we're going to talk about mm-hmm. today. Um, and I know she has a cookbook out. And she's also a stepmom, a wife. <laughs> and she has a beautiful, tiny dog that she calls Prince. And he looks like Prince. And he looks like Prince. <laughs> and we will post a picture on our social media so you guys can see for yourselves. Well, first of all, thank you both for having me on. Um, Hopefully I'm going to be a little bit more alert uh, from uh, being jet lagged. I just got back from Italy a few days ago Uh and um, it always takes me about a Mm -hmm. week. Yeah, me too. 
Italy. I feel mm-hmm. the Italy energy from you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but eleven uh, eleven, you were mentioning eleven eleven is very very near and dear to my husband and I. We see it all the time. Eleven eleven in mm-hmm. the daytime. Eleven eleven at night. And when you and I did a reading, yes, that came through as well. So yeah. every time I see eleven eleven, I think it's a good sign. Well, it's yeah. the highest. It's the highest angel numbers that means you're mm-hmm. very divinely supported. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yes. And so I've been seeing it a lot. Pay attention to when you see it too. You'll see what's going on around you, and it might be oh, okay. just a reminder that they're there with you. Don't worry, you're protected. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. and speaking cool. of signs, so so Eden and I were talking about having you on and we're very excited and I know about your your book about Prince and can you share the title? The day it snowed in April. So so the extra meaning behind that is that right after Eden and I talked and we talked a little bit about what we're going to talk to you about today, then I had signs back to back and I went into my garage pretty much right after I went into my garage and out of nowhere I hadn't seen it in years and years I find this diary that I had when I was 12 years old and I'm like oh this might be cute to show my kids and I just open it up to a random page and it says today's April 14th I bought a new cassette tape of Prince and I love the beautiful song sometimes it snows in April Mm. so then I I had that and I get chills I'm like okay she's gonna make it no matter what I have (laughs) to tell you something very profound about the the reason why I chose that title Mm -hmm. oh yeah he died on April 21st 2016 he wrote the song, Sometimes It Snows in April, on April 21st, 1985. Oh, oh my goodness. And he played wow. it for me on the piano for the first time in Minneapolis. Oh my I talk gosh. about this. It's like it, 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 it really was one of the most beautiful songs I thought he ever did because mm-hmm. he was known for all the funky, you know, let's go crazy um, type of songs. So when he went to the piano and played Sometimes It Snows in April... I it was like he was trying to impress me and it did impress me because I was just like, oh my God, it's so beautiful. And I think he played it for me before he released it because he used to do that. He used to play songs before he released them. Like I I got to hear Kiss Mm -hmm. before it was released. I got to hear uh, Housequake. (laughs) I went dancing with him. Uh, and he was like, you know, there's a new song, Housequake, you know, Adore. Certain Aww. songs he played for me. I have the lyrics of Adore me. on my back. Yeah, I, I really, I never thought about it at the time. And I talk about that in, in, in my book, too. But the lyrics to Adore, like, sounded like me. Because mm-hmm. it was, he liked to write songs about the people that were in his life during the time mm-hmm. they were and in you guys, his life. And you guys yeah. were, the book has the stories about you dating him and being with him, right? Yes, and he would, he was, he would, I remember when those new songs came out and he would play them 
and then we would go dancing and he would you know and but at the time I didn't think about the lyrics I did, I just thought it was a beautiful song mm-hmm. I didn't even think maybe this is about me I, it didn't cross my mind at the time but looking back and when I saw the lyrics I was like mm-hmm. you know like in a word you were sex you know playboy mm-hmm. you know and my playboy had just come out with me on the cover and I just won star search and it was like at the time in in my life where my career was going up Mm -hmm. and his career was at its peak Mm -hmm. and it was things were changing it was when um he split with the revolution right Mm -hmm. and he was going on tour with um for sign of the times I Mm -hmm. remember all these you know, pivotal points mm-hmm. in in um, in uh, my relationship with him, but in the chronicle of his life. So when I was writing the book, it brought back a lot of those memories. And so I thought that was the perfect title because it snowed the day he died. I know. Heavily in, wow. in Minneapolis. And it was very strange that it, had that kind of snow mm-hmm. so I said you know this has to be the title and yeah. it came to me the day it snowed in April so symbolic right yeah, yeah. well I want to backtrack a minute and explain how you and I met mm-hmm. yes okay so yeah Kim and I wrote the the book um, that we have not put out yet about well it was channeled actually I should say and it was channeled by Prince and at the time we were, I was meeting with a lot of people who knew him and I was doing readings with them and Devin is one of them. So we met and did a reading. Actually, the way Which it happened was, <laughs> okay. it was very strange because um, I had Prince, mm-hmm, little Prince dog. with me and uh, a mutual friend, Teresa, had lost her husband in a car accident mm. uh, they had been married 20 plus years. He got killed in a car accident. And she was at a mutual friend of my husband and I's house. And it just happened that it was the same house where I'd had my birthday party a couple of years prior. And my friend who rescues animals was telling me about this dog. Mm -hmm. And this dog is very significant because it was two months after Prince had died in 2016. And she was telling me about this tiny little dog that the owners died in a car accident. And they were grieving two parents. And they brought in this tiny dog and uh, another big dog. But she was saying, this little dog is the tiniest dog I've ever seen, Devin. And she showed me a picture of him. And I said, I'm sorry, but I can't have a dog. My husband says he'll divorce me Uh if I ever become a woman with a little purse dog. I can't have a dog. I travel too much, especially overseas. And she says, but it's the smallest dog I've ever seen. And you can take him everywhere with you. And I said, well, what kind of dog is it? And And I kept saying, no, no, no. And she said, it's a Chihuahua Yorkie, but it's a teacup. And I said... Oh, they bark too much, Chihuahuas. She goes, what got my attention 
was she said, I haven't heard this dog bark in two weeks. Oh, my gosh. And so it caught my attention, and I all of a sudden wanted to see the dog. I didn't know why. I just had to see the dog. So I said, I really want to see this dog. And she goes, well, you can foster him, and if you, you know, if Ron doesn't want him, you can just foster him. And I'm like, okay, so I'll come see the dog. So when I went to see the dog, the dog was two years old. And I said, what's, what's his name? And she said, Spencer. Mm-hmm. And I picked him up like this, and I looked at him, and I went. She's looking him in the eye. <laughs> you are not Spencer. You're Prince. <laughs> and I just looked at him, and I go, he reminded me of Prince. Right. You know, the big eyes and the little nose, little yeah. tiny features and stuff. And he was very calm and quiet. So I brought him home, and it's like he's got Prince's personality. He's <laughs> active and funny and 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 smart and quiet when he's supposed to be quiet, but a little bit jealous. He was very jealous when <laughs> my husband would kiss me. He would get very possessive <laughs> oh my and jealous. Funny. So yeah, um, that Teresa, getting back to, to Teresa, when I was telling her about Prince, she said, and I explained that I knew the rock star Prince and he was very special to me. And she says, oh, my God, Devin, there's somebody that I think you should meet. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if you're open to this, but my husband passed. And this woman is the real deal. She she really channeled a lot of things from beyond about my husband that she couldn't possibly know. And she's reading people who know Prince. Mm-hmm. Would you want to meet her? So she was a stranger. It was mm-hmm. the first time I met Teresa. Right. Yeah. And you were a stranger. Uh-huh. And <laughs> I didn't tell you anything about me. In fact, I didn't even bring Prince with nope. me. No, you didn't. Because I wanted to know, that was the first thing in my head, is I wanted to know if he sent me this dog. Because mm-hmm. I kept thinking... I had to change his name. That is so like Prince. You know, Prince wanted to change everybody's name, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, but it was really funny in his sense of humor that I would change his name because everybody I tell the story to, I go, the dog's name was Spencer. And they go, Spencer? <laughs> you had to change that. And he just fits Prince. And the weirdest thing is he was Spencer for two years. And when I brought him home, I was going, Spencer, Spencer. And he wouldn't look at me. And then I'd go, Prince. And he would... Mm. <laughs> he would look at you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh my God. Yeah, I finally know. got my true name. Yeah. He's thinking. <laughs> so, so yeah, this, this was... And this dog is just fit into our lives. He loves going on the motorcycle with us. He loves traveling. He gets all the attention for the, from the girls. So <laughs> Prince found his way back into your life. Right. <laughs> okay. So in your reading, so, yeah, in it, the reading, did they come in about the dog? Yes, it the did. The first thing yeah. she oh said. Oh, my God. Yeah, because said, it said something like the, something about a, a leash or No, a, you said, you said, Prince, is, you were writing and writing and you said, he said he gave you, did he give you a necklace? And I went, no. And you went, did he give you something on a chain? A chain? And then you were like, a leash? Do you have a dog? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And I was like laughing. And I go, I wanted to know if he if he sent me this dog. And my girlfriend who rescues animals, I mean, she's like the poster child for 
rescuing animals. She says, Devin, I felt like I was pushing this dog on you. She says, I could have adopted him out 50 times. I mean, look at him. Everybody wanted him. But something was telling her, no, this dog is for Devin. Oh, my God. Yeah. Meant to be. It right. was meant to be. Wow. Very cool. Okay, well, let's switch gears a little bit and get into the fact that you knew Prince back in the day and you now have a book Well, it came out in 2016 and the title. Well, it came out in 2017. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was Sorry. inspired to write it. And I started writing it in June, July, July, June, July mm. of 2016. So and it was after I got this dog. Okay. I got a lot of different signs. I think he was one mm-hmm. of the many signs, literally, that I got um, that was telling me, you need to write this book. Because if someone had told me, you're going to write a book about your time with Prince and your life in 2016, I would have said, no way. I have no time. Mm-hmm. I, n- no, no. It just wasn't on my radar. So... Literally, and I speak about this in the beginning of the book, there was a street sign (laughs) with a white owl on it Mm -hmm. in Studio City. And my husband and I had to take a picture of it because he went, what if only you and I can see this? Because I was thinking, why is there a street sign with a white owl that says barn owls are coming? And literally two white owls came to our door three (laughs) nights in a row. Oh, my gosh. And it was like one of the many signs that were telling me that I had to write this book. In fact, Bobby Z's wife, who Vicky. also knows yeah, you, know. our friend Vicky, yeah. <laughs> was was had called me. And back in the day, Prince's band and everyone around him, with the exception of his manager, who was also my manager um, as an actress, uh, Steve Fargnoli represented Prince and represented me. Um, during that time, he, no one could talk to me. He would give me his clothes and I would dress up as, uh, dress up in his clothes. And everyone from Wendy and Lisa to his band would just, they knew who, they didn't really know who I was at the time. I was like this mystery girl. And they were always asking the bodyguards, who is she? (laughs) Is she a singer? Who is she? You know? So... All of those signs that I were I was getting during that time, and when they couldn't talk to me back in the day, ironically, Vicky and I talked on the phone for the first time, and I actually got to talk to Bobby Z for the first time. Oh, cool. And then she was one of the people that said, Devin, you should write a book. Mm. And I was writing it at that time. Vicky's very intuitive. So it too. was intuitive between, and encouraging. Yeah. So yeah. between the the street sign, the owls, the dog, Vicky, mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, I gotta write this book. Uh, yeah. So. And it flowed out in two weeks. It right? did. It did. Wow. I just kind of was like, okay, I'm paying attention. I've always been intuitive. I'm paying attention to all the signs, and I'm just gonna put down as much as I can. Remember, and it, it's hard to remember little details from like 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised. You think, oh, I'm never going to forget these things and stuff. And so I remember talking to one girlfriend of mine because I remember Prince had asked me to, to um, he was playing at the Super Bowl 
I mean, super bold, super dome in, mm-hmm. in New Orleans. It was one of his biggest concerts. And he asked me if I would um, sit with his dad. His dad was very important to him. And his dad was from New, um, from Louisiana and I was from Louisiana. And that was part of the thing that bonded us. And so we were, he had a party, an after party. And he said, you know, if you want to invite some of your friends, you can invite some, some of your friends to the party. So I invited my one girlfriend, Laura, from Baton Rouge, where I'm from. And she remembered things that I forgot. She said, I remember talking to her when I was writing the book. And I said, do you remember uh, what happened at the party after the Purple Rain concert in New Orleans when he had that party? And she goes, oh, I remember he came in and plopped down on his on his stomach. And he was watching the playback of his concert mm-hmm. while Sheila E. was playing and and people were eating and mingling. And she says, and don't you remember there were these really plush robes in, in our room? And it was my birthday, and I really liked the robe. And and he told us we could have the robes. Ah. <laughs> I go, I don't remember that. But she remembered those, wow. you know, the little things like yeah. that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that now, you know. Yeah. So it was little tiny details that I completely forgot. Like I completely forgot that he used to pull me up on stage. I used to get called up on stage to dance at the end of, um, uh, baby, I'm a star. Oh my God. That's why the second, okay. Remember how I said I had the sign of the diary? Yeah. The other two signs that happened right after were I got in the car and the song sexy dancer came on. And I a just, Prince song. Yeah, yeah, but that song never comes on the radio. It's an obscure song. Right. And it's all about him being fascinated by a sexy dancer. And so I just had a feeling it was you. Then a few minutes later, a friend randomly sends me a picture of a dog dressed like Prince. A dog? Yes. Yeah. And she goes, she goes, I was just at this dog costume contest, and this dog is dressed like Prince, and it was a little dog. So I got the diary with April, the sexy dancer song, and the dog all within like a half an hour. And I, so I tell Eden, I'm like, okay, Devin's going to make it for sure, because I'm getting all these signs. You didn't think I was going to make it? I wasn't we were worried about the fires. fires. We were, with, <laughs> yeah. We didn't know because the 405 closed. Everything down. was closing. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. So we were. We, we had some cancellations too uh, for this because wow. of damn. Yeah. yeah. So okay. And yeah. you told me you thought he was excited I was coming. I yeah because of the signs. Right. Oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a few minutes ago, I saw a purple light on her shoulder. That's so funny. Well, that was the big thing that Prince and I used to do is we used to go dancing. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot at, at his, one of his favorite, um, nightclubs was this place called Tramp and it was in the, uh, in the, um, Beverly center mm-hmm. Oh, okay. and it was in the heyday, it was the place to go. Mm-hmm. And he loved going there to dance. And when he would do a new song before he would put it out, sometimes he would take it to, uh, a nightclub like like um, Tramp and have the DJ play it mm-hmm. so See he could reaction. dance. Yeah. yeah. Wow. He wanted to be in control. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He yeah. was, yeah. In the book, you talk a lot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember dancing to Housequake <laughs> ah, <yeah. laughs> for so the first cool. time. 
And in the book, something fascinating I thought was very fascinating was that you had, he gave you a lot of his wardrobe. He did. And then it got stolen. <laughs> it did. Yes. I, it was like one of the most heartbreaking things. He gave me four of his outfits. Whoa. Wow. Three from Purple Rain, full outfits mm. with the ruffled shirt and the pants and the shoes. Uh, many celebrities back in the day saw me in that outfit How in cute. some of his outfits oprah winfrey was one of them little, um, little butt or tiny yeah butt. she called me little butt yeah because uh-huh. you got the littlest butt i've ever seen because <laughs> he had the, the 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 back of the pants were see-through uh-huh. oh. and his name was uh embroidered um, in purple was mm-hmm. embroidered prince uh-huh. And even some of his makeup was around the collar. Wow. And the reason why that came about, <laughs> it's kind of a funny story, is um, because uh, when I first um, uh, was invited to see one of his concerts after we met, which I won't go into all of that because it's kind of a long, drawn-out story, but the way we met wasn't because I was a big Prince fan. It was because Playboy was trying to get a picture yeah. with Prince. Yeah. From, and they thought, oh, Playmate, rock star, they go hand in hand. He right. should want to take a picture with her, right? Yeah. And um, the photographer who was shooting me for Playboy was a, was a Prince fan. And everybody was telling me I looked like Apollonia right. back then. Mm-hmm. And I had yet to see Purple Rain. And I wasn't, I didn't really know who Prince was. Um, but, um, long story short, the photographer took me to a concert to see Prince because he was hoping to show his Playboy credentials (laughs) to get Mm -hmm. a picture. And the big brawny bodyguard was like, he doesn't like take pictures. So we were turned away and he didn't want to accept that. So he sent me with the Playboy publicist to try to meet with Prince's publicist to get a picture. Oh my gosh. And his bodyguard saw me and looked, took my portfolio to show Prince, and then Prince wanted to meet me. And so I got asked to go to the concert. So I went to the concert with a Playboy chaperone oh because gosh. it was Playboy orchest- orchestrating the meeting, uh-huh. basically. And that night we got in a car accident. So I was in a car <laughs> Oh my so God. by the time I met Prince, I had been like really shaken from this car accident. And and so I go into all the detail about that in my book. But the very next day, I, I mean, when I met when when I finally met Prince, he was like saying how he didn't like to take pictures. And I never got the picture. <laughs> never. That's the one thing I never got was the picture with Prince, right? But he was like, you know, we're going to have a party and for Sheila E.'s birthday, would you like to come? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I have to go to L.A. and meet Hugh Hefner. Oh. So I met Prince, and the very next day I met Hugh Hefner. That's awesome. So he calls me at the Playboy Mansion, and he, the bodyguard, Chick, the big bodyguard that was in Purple Rain, um, called the Playboy Mansion, left a message, and said Prince wanted to call me. And, of course, Prince didn't want to call me there. He wanted to call me when I was back in Chicago. I lived in Chicago at the time. 
And so he calls me at two in the morning and we started talking on the phone for several days. And at first I was thinking, you're so different than you were when I met you because he was very shy when Mm. I met him in person. Mm -hmm. And over the phone, he wasn't. And so he was like, well, would you like to see me again? Mm. And so then I got I got invited to um, his concert in Dallas and it was New Year's Day. 1985. Mm-hmm. And when I went there, I had this little red, I say little red riding hood type of dress on. Mm-hmm. And the bodyguard takes me backstage and he was literally like in Purple Rain putting on his makeup. Okay. And he's looking through the mirror at me and I'm looking at him putting on his makeup and he goes, I bet you've never seen a man put on makeup before. And I'm like, oh, sure I have, but I hadn't, <laughs> you know. And he stood up and he kissed me on the cheek and he just smiled and he says, come with me. And he takes me to the next room where there's all this wardrobe. And he grabbed one of his outfits and he goes, here, put this on. Mm. So I put it on and he started laughing because the pants fit me like a glove. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know what? He goes... He says, Vanity and Apollonia's butts were too big to fit into my (laughs) pants. So you fit into my pants so you can have that. And he goes, and so I wore it and went out into the uh, audience and everybody was like, Apollonia. I couldn't get away from it. Everybody just thought I was Apollonia. Oh, that's cool. That's amazing story. So, but it got stolen later. Got you had because you had more outfits from he, him. Every time I would see him, he would give me another outfit. So I had three from Purple Rain, and then I had one like the one he wore on the cover of Parade. The the with the three half buttons, the half shirt, yeah. you know, like under the cherry moon. Under the cherry moon. So I had one in red like that, and I had three from Purple Rain, and I had them all stored in a box. And the box got stolen. Oh, my God. So somebody out there has it now. I Mm. well, I filed a police report Mm -hmm. and I gave complete details and I did take a photo um, in some of them, the black one and the white one. And just today I came across a a Polaroid picture of me and the other one because uh, David Chan, who was the Playboy photographer who discovered me. He sent, he passed away a couple of years ago, and he kept a lot of things that were pictures of me. And Mm -hmm. in one of those pictures was a picture of me in the other... Yeah. The other outfit. Prince What's the is matter? talking. What are you talking about, hon? So I do have pictures of me in all three oh, outfits. Good. Oh, good. At least you have that. Yeah. Oh, man, that's devastating. I think maybe they'll find their way back to me someday. Okay. Maybe. What do you think? Okay, put it out there. I think it's yeah. possible. That's, yeah. what, that's what he's saying. Prince is telling you. He says, yeah. don't worry about that. I, I, yeah. I. You know, to me, I think I had to let go of... The material things and not uh-huh. let it bother that's, me. Yeah, that's probably I mean, it the was, message. It was it was really a sentimental thing, and it made me angry for a long time. But I got over it, and I said, for some reason, the universe doesn't want me to have them. Yeah. So, 
Well, it sounds like your book, it's like our, our guest we had on the past episode was talking about doing memoirs and doing stories about your life. Do you feel like it was it was extra meaningful for you it to was, bring that all up? It was because it was a time in my life that I didn't want to forget. Mm-hmm. And at first, when I wrote the book and I read it back, I was like, oh, my God, this is too personal. I can't put this out. And I didn't want to put it out at first. And something was just like, no, you have to put this out. And I don't know how I reached the deadline, even did the audio. I did everything. My, my husband helped me with the audio book. But I did everything because I wanted to be in control of it. I didn't want some publisher to go, oh, Let's change it. yeah, like it, it had to come directly from the heart. Yeah. And it did. Sounded like it. And I and I I'm glad I did it now. And your husband was supportive and understanding. He was. He was. He's. I have the coolest husband. I really do. Can you tell us who your husband is? My husband is Ron Moss, aka. He's not looking. Is the he looking? Orig, original Ridge Forester yeah. on the Bold and the Beautiful. He's loved around the world. He's very talented mm. musician. He's also um, a great father and a great husband. And we yeah. just celebrated our 10-year wedding anniversary. Aww. And you and got, you got I remarried. Saw you guys had a yes. beautiful video, and it has so many views. <laughs> I think it inspired a lot of people. Which one? You had a, um, a video about your wedding, like getting married again with him on your, oh, on really? your social media. Oh, I didn't know how many views. It, I just noticed it was like huge. I think because people love to see the possibility of staying together and being happy. So I noticed, like even for me on my social media, the pictures of my husband and I always get the most likes. Yeah, I think I I think especially in Hollywood, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like (laughs) it doesn't exist. Uh, People staying staying together for a long time and being happy, especially if you're both in the business. And we work together and we travel together. We probably spend more time together than most couples and um he's not perfect but he's nobody pre- is he's no. pretty close <laughs> to it and in fact in the reading his name came up a lot i remember that i didn't know who he was who we were talking about yeah right but you, do you know what i put together what? after because you kept in your in the reading you kept referring to ronnie he kept saying ronnie calling him ronnie Ronnie, Ronnie, oh, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, Ron was called Ronnie for all of his oh, all of his friends from his childhood and during his player days in his twenties, they called him Ronnie. Okay. But he spells his name R O N N I E. Uh huh. And Prince had a song called Ronnie Talk to Russia, huh. and he spelled it R O N N I E. I didn't put that together until oh. after. So he brought you guys together. I don't know. Maybe. No, 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 no. Wait. He didn't pass yet. You were already, you met Ron before yes. Prince passed. Oh, yeah. So I yeah, shouldn't yeah. say that. Yeah. No, but I can tell you another strange coincidence. His, Ron's agent manager in Belgium, who is his current agent manager, was working with Prince before he died. Mm. So... Interesting. That's kind of a yeah, serendipity. Yeah, strange. Wow. Wow. So one of the last things I want to bring up is, um, well, first of all, I want to say I I loved how you had your love story with Ron in the book as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, I I I felt like I couldn't write this book 
without telling more about my life. Good. Yeah, I was happy to see that. Yeah. Um, And just at the end, how you talked a lot about something that's close to the heart about pharmaceuticals and the doctors just prescribing medication and addictive medication and which is how Prince died. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Pain pills because, I mean, personally, I've always had this feeling because Prince was a a workaholic and it wasn't uncommon for him to work 24 hours in a day Mm -hmm. and not sleep and, and just, you know, be high on the music. And I... I know he was private about his ailments and was not the type of person, just like my husband is, not the type of person to go to let people know he's in pain, Mm -hmm. physical pain. Mm -hmm. And I know he had uh, hip surgery. And when you have a major surgery, I had a hysterectomy few years ago, they give you automatically pain pills. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people get addicted two pain pills yeah and and so if he had pain pills for his pain and he worked 24 hours in a day, and you know if you take too many of them it can be not a good thing right and then if you had something that you got from a, a, a somebody on the street like oh, I want Vicodin or Percocet or something, and it was laced with something like Mm -hmm. fentanyl, Fentanyl. that's not a good thing. So I wouldn't have put it past Prince to do something like that because if he was addicted to to pain pills, maybe he wouldn't have wanted anybody to know. Mm -hmm. That's one of the messages we got from him when we channeled him. Yeah, so, well, it's just tragic. Yeah. And yeah, then and I don't like pills. I don't. There needs to be more awareness about that and um, and more regulations. Yeah, and that's that. hopefully part of what our uh, involvement in, in the Imperfectly Perfect campaign, where that's one of the things that we're all passionate about, is to create that awareness and, and somehow get some changes mm-hmm. to be made around Absolutely. that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, this has been cool. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, how can we, how can everybody find your book and find out more about you what can, you're doing? You and- can find uh, The Day It Snowed in April on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Uh-huh. Um, you can find out and keep up with me on social media, com or on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm very active. You, I'm easy to find. Devin oh, DeVasquez okay. across the board. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, um, uh, Twitter. Uh, we have a blog. I have a blog called Devron's Blog that I blog about um, our travels. And um, that's uh, pretty much the way to find me. Awesome. Okay. Well, it's been fascinating. And I think that it's so special because really Prince is what made us, you know, it, it brought us together to do this podcast. And so to have you has been an honor because we love to have Prince as the topic and to really find some inside information about, you know, your experiences. He with was him. a fascinating guy. And I was very lucky to know him at the peak of his career and to know him uh, during I think one of the happiest periods of his life. Right, exactly. Yeah. Wow. 
very very blessed to have had that experience with him yeah yeah, yeah. and your life seems very blessed now thank you yeah. i yeah, think it, it is does. yes yeah so thank you everybody for listening and we wanted to um, mention we have this really amazing company that that we are aligned with called forever script so I'm gonna tell you a little about it. Do you have your precious memories located in multiple places and on multiple devices? I for sure do. Are they stored safely, privately, and easily accessible? Are they organized in a way to use them, share them, and enjoy them? Wouldn't you love to consolidate all your videos, photos, recordings, important documents, even phone messages in one safe, convenient, and private space? Forever.com is your answer. They safely store memories for your lifetime plus 100 years. Um, Eden's friend Cynthia Striegel is here to help introduce you to forever and guide you through the many options available. You can save voicemails, photos, old videos, cards, gifts, and photo books in time for the holidays. You can join her private Facebook group to learn more, Deja Yu, Memories for Life, or check out the company at forevercynthiastriegel.com, and her last name is S-T-R-I-E-G-E-L. And thank you all for listening. Bye. 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 Bye, Devin. Bye-bye. For more information on Eden, go to EdenSuston.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.